Bye now. <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we are. That's it. We're back again. We keep coming back. You know, they yep. say like a bad penny, but I'm going to just say like good coins and good wine. So, okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we're doing this from the future, technically, or the past or right. the future. I don't know. For the past. But yeah. <laughs> we're in the past talking to the future. <laughs> People right. are going to wonder what the hell are these women talking about. But by now, the pattern should be fairly consistent since we are obviously coming to that we are in the holiday season and we will be either leaving the area to go visit family or having a very busy schedule with um, retail and we decided that it works better that during this chaotic time we do pre-records and set them up so that you lovely listeners will be able to hear us and not be um inundated with the hysteria of the time and we sound just wonderful right now so and give you great information so that is our our focus since this is as we say we are definitely doing this as what we call a pre-record which means you will still hear us but we won't really be in the studio so right yeah so and the technicality that we always start our our you know our patter with is, you know, what have we done? So I'm just going to let you kind of talk a little bit on your side of what's on your mind. Yeah, sure. I mean, and I'll just go ahead and talk about where we are now. We might as well. It doesn't matter, but, um, yeah, it is, it is a busy Thursday in, in my life today. I have many, many readings booked today. As soon as we're done on the radio show, I actually have to rush out to go and start my, my reading appointments today. And then tonight I have a, my last workshop for the year. It is still 2019 right now, although 
Uh, it's November. I think the show won't air until December, the end of, of the year. But anywho, um, uh, so I'm excited about that. I've, I'm a little like this today is more than I typically like to put on my plate for a day. It's because I am an introvert. So I don't like to do a lot of extroverting <laughs> in one day. And like readings that. are very, uh, yeah, readings are very intense for me. They take a lot of energy. And I somehow, because of the power outage, I had to move uh, that we experienced here a month ago in California. I had to move a lot of my reading clients around. And today just ended up being almost the perfect storm where most people could come. And uh, somehow my I didn't close off my calendar to accommodate that. So I ended up getting booked with probably twice as many readings as I normally do in a day. And then I have a workshop immediately following all of those readings. So I have to be uber extrovert today. Um, but I'm really excited. Tonight, this class is its the last class I'm offering for the year. And it is one of my goddess gatherings, which I've talked about many times on the radio show. I've been doing goddess gatherings for several years now, almost, I think, like half a dozen years. I don't know, a ridiculous amount. And uh, the basic premise is every gathering, we work with a different goddess, and I tell her stories, we talk about her culture and where she came from, share a little bit about the myths that have survived about her, and then we do a ritual um, so that people can get historical and contextual information and then their own spiritual interaction. Uh, And a few months ago, even longer than a few months ago, probably back in the summer, a new goddess to my life. Now, I know her, but I am not uh, intimate with her, right? A new goddess started poking me (laughs) Uh, and asking for attention and and wanting um, something, and I just couldn't figure out what she wanted. So I've been reading about her and listening, and and oddly enough, the more I read about her and listen, the more like a meme with her name in it will show up on Facebook or someone will share a post with me that features her. And I haven't even said anything yet. It's just the synchronicity has been quite interesting. But um, it is the goddess Persephone. Um, so I'm uncertain about, I still am uncertain about what she wants, but I was like, okay, lady, I will put together a goddess gathering in your honor and we will come together and do a ritual. And so I'm hoping, you know, normally I, I do these offerings, these classes as a way of introducing other people to different gods. Like my goal is to have everyone meet a goddess that they fall in love with and want to continue a relationship with after the class. Like that's my secret goal. I want everyone to have a goddess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's not usually my personal workplace. It's usually where I'm sharing. Right. But tonight feels a little bit like both. Like I'm going to, there's some personal work that might happen tonight. And so I'm interested and excited to see how that unfolds. Yeah. Well, you may or may not, you may or may not know, and this is something I won't give to you just because when I went to Sicily, one of the things was I found out that it's the Isle of Persephone. It was, it was basically the island of Persephone with Sicily. Yeah. So nice. That was a, a, and I didn't realize that. And then when I got there, of course, you know, you got to realize a lot of people don't, they're, Sicilians there are not as, as, boisterous and joyous as they, you know, other Italians are in the other parts of Italy. 
um, except in certain ones like Terramina and Syracuse and some of the ones that are kind of um, closer to the boot, shall we say. But anyway, I didn't mm-hmm. realize this until some one of the ladies that I was talking to said, oh, this is the Isle of Persephone. She was dedicated and it was her island. It was her sacred area and the temple of the uh, Valley of the Temples was her dedication and it was, you know, and so it was really, really interesting because um, they led me to a, an actual ruin of a temple where it is Persephone, and of course Akate was um, very much a part of that, you know, in, the, in her myth. Um, and there was another right. temple to Akate, and I was looking for Akate, so um, I was like, oh my God, look, look at this. So, but anyway, there you are, mm-hmm. uh, a bit of travel, travel lore, as I found out. But anyway. Well, nice. I'm hoping she will she will talk loudly to you and and give you much. Um, uh, it's very interesting. But I would, I, you know, thinking about it, you are very close to Bridget, and I think mm-hmm. Persephone is a. I don't want to say similar, but if you're looking at the the maiden aspect that is in the pantheon over in Italy and the Mediterranean. I think she is. I don't want to say an equivalent, but she has a has a um, a nature that falls into it. Not that yeah. she's a victim, but her myth makes her a victim. And I think we talked about her in one of our past uh, shows. Yeah, we I remember talking show about on De- Yeah, Demeter, Persephone, and Hecate. We did a we did the three we of them Trinity. together because they are so connected. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope that you're, you survive the the energy experience of putting out so much. I know that, you know, I tend to be a much more extrovert, so I tend to, you know, that kind of a thing is more like a, a recharge. But um, at the end of it, I will be tired. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm so so concerned now. <laughs> you're like, yeah. But anyway, so but. I figure by tomorrow, which is going to be when we do our regular show, you'll be like, uh, and I don't, I just, you'll get on. I know you will. You you, you tend to love to talk and teach and, and put that out. So but I'm like going, you better rest up tomorrow, girl, because you're going to Well, tomorrow want morning, you to fall I'm apart. going to buy jewelry. So ah, well, that's uh, a good way for to. The sh- for the shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that'll feed my Torian heart to get to look at all the pretty things <laughs> and uh, bring them home to the shop. Yeah, so I should be yeah. good by tomorrow night. Plus, I have a big stretch of time between my jewelry buying moment and the radio show where I can just sit on the couch and stare at a wall. <laughs> so I will be doing good that thing. for I'm a few so hours bad. tomorrow. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So we'll... We know that, you know, I'm getting you at the beginning here for this, and then we'll we'll have this long stretch, and you'll be okay, and hopefully the, they will all smile gently upon you. So our topic that we chose or that actually we, we brainstorm and, and we talk about it, and then Phoenix has some really incredible ideas, so I, I kind of go, yeah, or I don't quite, I go yes, and then I go, what are we doing with because it's a great idea, but I don't know how to implement it <laughs> on my side. So, I mean, I just kind of go, okay, this is, this sounds great. Let's try it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do um, afterwards? Uh-huh. But this is blessing, and it's, you know, um, 
course, we all say bless you as you say we were talking in that that process. So I mean, it's it's um, a very generic point of reference, but we'll try to be very specific about how we see the actual use of this. So I'm going right. to let you take it off because I thought your talk to me was really good to jump off with. Oh, girl. Well, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Well, you know, I think the the most interesting thing is that the one of the dictionary definitions is to receive God's grace. Like that's one of the words of of blessing. Um, and so mm-hmm. there is a lot of uh, crossover between um, blessing and grace and and the Christian faith. Um, so that's quite fascinating because I don't think of the word blessing as belonging to any one religion, but it, in, mm-hmm. at least with this dictionary, it, it does. Um, it also can be a word of approval or encouragement. Uh, and I like that. Like, I'm giving you my blessing. I'm giving you my approval to marry my daughter. I'm giving you encouragement mm-hmm. to go and, and have a successful vacation or a wonderful trip or whatever. Um, you might give someone a blessing before the, the ship is launched, or you might say a blessing before you eat a meal, right? So for me, uh-huh. a blessing uh-huh. is like a pause um, to take stock and recognize, like, this is our moment to to just have a, a sacred moment before we step into this thing. Uh, and I like the idea that then when you step into the thing, the thing is a little more sacred, like the concept of saying a blessing before you eat a meal, uh, I know a lot of pagans and witches who say blessings before they they eat any meal. And I'm I personally I would love this to be a part of my my daily practice. It just isn't. And the <laughs> the times I've tried to implement it doesn't last very long. But I have friends where I go out to eat and at a restaurant they're taking a minute with their plate and closing their eyes and they're drawing the sign of the pentacle over the plate before they eat it. And I'm always like, oh, man, that's so cool. I wish I was a better witch because I would, <laughs> I would do that. Uh-huh, <laughs> but it's just uh-huh. it's a moment of offering a blessing to all those that helped create this food on your plate and a blessing that you would eat that food and then you get to take on that blessing. It's, it's really sweet and lovely. But uh, yeah. in another way, like there's two other – I'll try to be quick. In, there's two other ways you can also look at blessings. One is it's become sort of a generic catch-all phrase, especially in modern witchcraft and paganism. Uh, you know, there's, there are some ethical questions about doing healing spells for someone without getting their permission or doing any kind of spell work for someone without their explicit um, um, approval of you doing that work, right? So there's this weird ethical thing but then you can just you can squeeze in a blessing for any everyone anyone you can always offer someone a blessing and no one ever looks down upon that but it is still the same ethical conundrum in my opinion is offering a blessing appropriate uh, even when someone sneezes and you say bless you which I do I always say bless you after uh-huh. someone sneezes because it feels like good manners uh, I don't I don't even think about the fact that it's related to a biblical thing of the demons and blah blah blah. I don't even care about any of that. I just know that it's it's nice, it's good manners. So that's why I say it. And then we have this third category of blessings where it's uh, it's used almost as a curse. 
uh, like if you've heard Southern women say, well, bless her heart, that means, well, isn't she an idiot, right? Like, oh, what a dummy. That is what, that phrase is actually a little bit, it's very passive aggressive. And and I have a friend who, when she is annoyed with someone or um, has had a difficult interaction with someone, she signs her emails, bright blessings. And that's her way of going, fuck you. (laughs) So it's also become this way where it's, it's a passive aggressive middle finger, right? Where we can say, right. Oh, well, bless her heart. Well, Oh, bright blessings. Even though what we really want to say is you're a dummy and I hate you, you know? Um, yeah. so I think the, the overall concept of blessings is um, complicated and kind of fun and interesting in a way that you might not see just looking at the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. You said um, in the second category, I'm thinking, you know, that would that would totally take out literally all hoodoo. That's it. It's all yeah. magical working. Yeah. I mean, because realistically, under the premise of not asking permission for the permission of the individual you're doing it for, you might as well just forget about it because that's not how they function. That's not how the premise is. It's, you know, I want something or I love you and I want to bless you. And, you know, it, it, this is a quieter, more... Um, when done because you want blessings on a project or blessings to the person or the the relationship or something of that nature, I look at that and I go, well, those are, you know, but some of the other things without permission, boy, that would be all over with uh, that particular premise of how they function and what they, you know, how they go about their, mm-hmm. their practices and all. But, and interesting, you said uh, passive-aggressive, since I am going to the South, now obviously I'm going to the South for Christmas, but I am going to eventually move to Arkansas, which is the South. I have to know these things, and this is a nice thing that you brought up, so I have a little more education on how to deal with it. But then if you think about it, mm-hmm. they are so steeped in the Christian traditions and, and religion and beliefs that, you know, you're a good Christian. How can you, you know, say, fuck you? I mean, they will. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. sort of. But most of the the the, the bread, the way they they were well bred people, and you know a good Christian background, they the hypocrisy is when they do use that. It is you know right. in a manner to be negative, but they actually are being positive. So you're just like as you say, passive aggressive. I find that is true. Um, you know, mm-hmm. some of us just kind of go <clears throat> and we say our biz, but that is. Know how they they perceive their world. So it's interesting you brought that up because I, as I say, I haven't run into it yet. But then it's also because I haven't been there for like the extended time frame of living, so I don't follow the the uh, group of people or be around those, those things. But I can see that. Um, and again, I don't know how many young people follow that. You know, truly follow that. Right. Right, because they're they're growing up in a completely different time of communication, and I don't know how many of them actually go. Um, bless your heart, <laughs> you know, with that fear, right. you know. So, but and it's interesting because you were talking about the definition of blessing in the old English. It was blood swaying, and it's sanctified with shedding of blood. Um, kind of interesting because 
of course, way, 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 way back, things were sanctified in blood, whether it was an altar or it was a space or if it was, you know, I mean, tools or, you know, even the the, the um, official marking of a person with blood. And eventually the, the Christians kind of followed right along with that one, with the blood of Christ. And so they mm-hmm. continued for a while marking the cross, the sign of the cross on the forehead uh, with blood. Now, of course, over the period of time, some of it was in the Roman times. It was, you know, the slain warriors that they had, uh, uh, the captives that they killed. Um, you know, we're talking about more brutal times going on to the present time. And now, you know, we... we um, use wine for blood if you're in a Christian tradition and um, you kind of utilize a different aspect of what is blood. Um, but we, as, as more other traditions, are, you know, use salt. And uh, salt right. in water or salt around an area. And what I was finding true is that both of them have the, the same pain you know, the salty mm-hmm. So I guess in a way you can now look at that as part of the equation. And um, I guess salt is also considered very sacred unto itself because of the makeup of it is that it is more pure. So there's another right. reason to use that as a substitute for the blood. Um, and, of course, we both know, both in the food nutritions and other ways of doing we use menstrual blood. Um, I mm-hmm. <laughs> my last husband had to get used to the idea while I was still at the time bleeding that I was saving my blood and using it to, you know, bless the, the house and make the, 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 the parameter of the property, you know, safe and, and all. So it, it was kind of, and he was Jewish. So of course mm-hmm. he had a little yeah, bit of a, whole thing. Uh, a thing there. It's kind of like, Scouts, mm-hmm. but be it as it may, you know, you put a pagan with, with well, he wasn't a, he wasn't a practicing Jew. He was, a, he was a practicing love and light. All the world is out there, and we're all one kind of thing. By the time I got in relationship, but he was, you know, raised and you know went through the his changes of of uh, time frames and rituals there, but. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I've been reading but, a lot yeah. about this. This a bit of a a bit of a side topic, but um, I am mm-hmm. teaching at California Witch Camp next summer, and the the story that's been selected is the Mary Magdalene. And I did, I know nothing about Mary Magdalene. I I was not raised Christian. I am not. I wasn't raised Jewish. I don't have any connection to that story. So I've been doing a lot of reading. And some of the, mm-hmm. the blessing, blessings and taboos of the Jewish faith are quite fascinating and quite restrictive. Um, and there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of oppression of women that I find super irritating. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> that is true with most mainstream religions. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, there is, a power, there is a power in using your own um, fluids as a blessing and the reason menstrual, I mean, beyond the fact that, you know, human blood is a powerful energetic, it carries the energy of your body. So it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Menstrual, menstrual blood is very specific. 
it is uh, it is what creates the lining that the baby, if if fertilization happens, that the baby will survive in for nine months. It is it becomes the cushion, the cocoon, the 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 um, the embryonic sac, right? Like it is it is life creating blood, and then this blood just gets shed, and and it's shed not every day, you know, you don't have access to this blood all the time. You only have access to this blood if you're super traditionally regular once every 28 to 32 days. That's pretty interesting and sacred, not to mention that that connects to the cycle of the moon. Like we still don't understand why that happens. We still don't understand why that cycle matches Mm -hmm. up with the cycle of of the moon, you know, from a scientific perspective, if we had no moon, would women even bleed? I think about this kind of shit all the time. I'm sorry, but wow. <laughs> you know, but blood, blood, and and saliva, and sexual fluids, and all of these things are immensely powerful to do blessing work with, to bless your home, to bless your magical tools, um, you know, to to bless sacred objects and sacred items, and it also works to tie that object to you, especially if you're using your own blood. There's a there's a wand. I, so I'm going to tell a very inappropriate and personal story. So this is not suitable for work. If you're listening to this story loudly and your children are home, you may want to turn it down. But I had this beautiful willow wood wand that I bought in England. And I had every intention when I got home, I was going to use it sexually. To, to you know as as to stand in as a dildo basically and I was going mm-hmm. to wait until I was bleeding so that not only would I charge it with sex magic but I would charge it with my blood and I was so excited mm-hmm. by this prospect and then when we got home before I even had a chance to do the ritual my dog chewed it up <laughs> oh my so I never goodness got a chance to do the ritual I never got a chance to do the ritual, and I was so heartbroken to lose this beautiful object. But also, like I, I've never done the ritual since. I've, you know, I've had other wands, but there was something about this wand that it, it was, it was meant for that purpose, and then it didn't get to fulfill its purpose because my freaking puppy chewed it up. You know, um, <laughs> but it's powerful magic, and that's that. Yeah, that's a blessing to to consecrate your items, your magical tools, and connect them to you is a blessing, right? Right, right, definitely. And, you know, it's interesting because, again, going to the, the – in Egypt, the Dedi, D-E, I think it's D-E-D-I, was the magic salt that made the Nile water become, quote, as human blood, unquote. So, again, we, we have the blood, we have the use of the consciousness of human blood, whether it be from our veins or from our menstrual cycle. And the idea of salt, and I think that that may it's it's um, it's so interesting because you you can't go anywhere now without somebody talking about you know using salt to to cleanse stones and salt to do this. Um, we very rarely hear anyone talk about use your blood to cleanse the stones. Use your blood to right. it's done, but it's not loudly proclaimed in ENO, and that's with just in the pagan community. Um, I don't know now in, in other communities, it is very common to use blood. Um, right. Animal blood, say, you know, sacrificed animals were and still are utilized. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it's because we've tried to become more humane. I would like to think that's our process, you know, and, and go there. But using that item for blessing is, um, and then other things can be used, but those are the two main things, is salt and blood, to do that in all religions, all belief systems seem yeah. to have that consistency. Um, some of us, I think, do different things, you know, to to do that. I know that, um, you know, uh, the wine is a blessing, The you know, the use of wine. Um, and then pictures right. and different things that you've made with herbs that have meaning that then become a liquid to utilize as a blessing are also available. And uh, at that point, I'm going to just, I personally think that we may need to do our commercial and then we might want to get to, you know, different kinds of things about blessing, you know, what we, what we yeah. would use them for and how we would do them in a practical sense. Sounds good. So sounds like we're taking a break. Okay, we're a break. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> a refreshing moment. <laughs> yes. I wasn't being sarcastic. I was being cute, but it could go either way. So. <laughs> All right. Back to blessing. Yep. Back to blessing. Well, this is a very personal thing, and I'm going to just say it right now. I'm, I wish to bless my um, stepson, well, see, see, my step-grandson, who just literally went through his AIT National Guard training graduation and I he will never hear this I'm sure because it's not kind of the thing they listen to but I'm really proud of him I have known him for many years and this is a big thing so I bless him with you know that sense of of Thank you. You did a good job, and I am so proud of him. So that I just happened to check nice. my Facebook, and that's why in my my moment of listening to the uh, the uh, commercial, I wanted to check because I knew they were in Oklahoma, uh, where he's been uh, stationed, and I really just uh, wanted to say that it'll get out to him someday. I'm sure. Nice. Yeah. 
anyway. Sounds lovely. Well, yeah. So we we are looking at how we can use the actual concept of blessing in what what items, what things, what real practical ways. So, um, mm-hmm. what do you think? What are some of the ways that we can bless and use that as mm-hmm. a magical working? Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, the most effective blessing is a spoken blessing. You know, like I, I offer this blessing. Our words have power, and I think that a lot of modern witchcraft and paganism has gotten away from that. I think there's a – and I'm not necessarily against what I'm about to say, so I want that to be clear. I'm not smashing or bashing on the young folks or new explorers or the trend of witchcraft that is so interesting right now. Um, but a lot of the current witchcraft trend, uh, which I sometimes um, – when I'm being rather snobby and snotty referred to as the hashtag witchcraft moment um, is about <laughs> aesthetics and it's look, it's looking right and having the right things and having all the cool shit and having the, the athame that's all dark and mysterious and the, all of the right stones. And, you know, it's, it's about a look and having the right look and having that look be um, consumable on social media. Right. I'm okay with all that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And it's even better if you're not just doing it for the look, but you're actually doing it for your life and, and you're internalizing mm-hmm. it and you're being true. If you're being a true practitioner and you're feeling all that in your heart and you're also making a name for yourself by sharing it on social media, kick ass. But if all you're doing is trying to show how cool and witchy you are by having mm-hmm. social media, then that's, that, that, that's ridiculous. So, again, our modern witchcraft movement now at the end of 2019 is a lot about the flash and the look and having the right things and looking the right way. And that, that loses the importance of language. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, most spells were incantations. They were words. They were things that were said and repeated. Chants. Those are spells. And if you go back anciently, even the practices that were within some of the mysticism of mainstream faith, you'll find chants and incantations. They're used everywhere because words have power. And so I find the most effective blessings to be the ones that you speak out loud. You know, when you say grace before dinner, that's a powerful spell. Uh, When you are doing a spell working and you're going to light the candle and use the stone and do the thing, what you say in that moment is way more important than lighting the right color candle. So Mm -hmm. that to me is where blessings are important. And I think that can also be tricky because a lot of folks who are into the aesthetic uh, don't want to say the thing out loud. It's a little bit embarrassing or silly or whatever. And in all of my writings, when I write rituals, I write, Say this out loud. Say this out loud. Don't just say it in your heart. That's fine. But the gods and the nature spirits and the other people need to hear it. So you got to say it out loud. And that is risky. Um, so that was a lot. <laughs> yes, it was. That's, yes, it was. That's important blessing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think is very, very um excellent in terms of your your passion about it and I, I understand you know it's funny because 
I do a lot of talking like you do. Um, and when I do any kind of ritual work or spell work, whether it's for myself or I do it, you know, for a client, um, there's a part that I always will say out loud while what it is I'm doing and what I'm asking for. Um, and it, I have no problem with that. And for the most part, right. even in public, uh, I don't. But I do realize why people went completely the other way. That fear, it, it's still, I believe, um, a survival programming to not say things out loud because you were killed. If you said them in certain right. ways that were not according to what was presently the ruling references and powers, yeah. you it, yeah. it put you in danger. So it is risky. It is scary. Um, in our day and age, it still has its own risks and scariness, too. I know a lot of clients feel very uncomfortable, um, you know, making verbal, ex, you know, allowed verbal uh statements and feels, but you're right, and I I tend to go, that's reclaiming your power, and you're reclaiming what you feel is right, so I, I understand why people would back away and not do it and continue to do that kind of a thing, but I also realize that you know, just like what we're talking about everywhere we're looking, um, people saying, um, you know, speaking out loud they were harmed, speaking out loud that, you know, this is wrong. It's it's a way to claim that power. So um, it is tricky, and I, I really find it yeah. uh, very interesting that that was the first thing you let off with. So kudos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, and it, it is it is risky, and that's why it's even more important. You know, if you're doing a ritual on the safety of your home and you live in a place, even in the United States, where it's still dangerous to say, I practice witchcraft, that is a reality. And in the America we live in right now in 2019, that is a true reality. There are some places in this country where it is dangerous to say I am a witch, which is why witchcraft, period, point blank, Witchcraft has always been a way of undermining the status quo. It has always been a way of fighting against oppression. It has always been a means to tearing down the structures and to um, covertly change, right? It's always been that. It's always been that. The woman, right. old woman living at the edge of the village giving herbal remedies, she may have never considered herself a witch, but what she was doing was witchcraft, and it was subversive. And witchcraft is subversive. So if you can right. say a blessing, if you go to Thanksgiving and you're with all of your crazy Christian relatives who are would never understand that you're a, a witch and have no idea, and you choose to lead grace, and you say a blessing about every person's hands who's touched the food, and the the food that grew and the turkeys that sacrificed their lives and the truck drivers who loaded it in and loaded it out and the grocery store clerk clerk who helped you purchase it. And if you offer that blessing, no one's going to think that was a crappy blessing. They're going to be reminding, uh, reminded of, wow, this meal took many hands and not just the hands of people in this room to make happen. What a beautiful blessing. And they're going to think, isn't God good? 
thank you, God. And that's great. But you've still done a subversive blessing to that moment, and you've said it out loud, right? So a blessing doesn't have to be gracious Aphrodite, hear my spell in the middle of a Catholic church. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) You know, choose your language carefully. That's also the whole point of a spell. You, you don't just off the cuff say anything. You use your words with intention. Um, and you can use words, just like we were saying earlier in the show, when, when someone from the South says, oh, well, bless her heart. It's the same thing, right? It's using words very intentionally. And the intention of those words doesn't necessarily meet what the words are. Right. Right. And it's it's very, very... And, of course, here's the thing. When you do this, you don't need candles, stones, mm-hmm. athame, cauldrons, robes, um, altar tables, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's a lot of stuff right. to carry around or to have in your, your tool bag, so to speak. I mean, I know every one of us, well, most of us, were trained as carry, you know, a portable altar, and to this day, I have, and it is, an old makeup piece of luggage, a little makeup case or a big one, actually, a medium one, and it has a portable altar in it. It has all the things, and it's in my car. And every time I pack now when we're getting ready to have the evacuation, so it's still in my car. I think you're, you know, yeah. part of who I am. Um, yeah. But it is, you have to take things. Here you are taking you and the connection to the deities, the gods, the goddesses, everything, and you're using that with totality and efficiency. And I think that's the most empowering thing for both the act of the blessing as well as yourself and all that are around. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm all for, you know, lighting a white candle that's blessing and putting oils on it and, you know, doing petitions or, or written spell, you know, doing spell bags or anything with herbs that have it. I'm all for that. I love it. It's great. It's wonderful. And I'm not being sarcastic, but I think you've hit the core of what blessing magic really is, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is good because, you know, we do get caught up in all our right. stuff. And I think right. for those of us who've experienced the California fires, the fires that are, when we are told to evacuate, and this is like get up and go now, there's suddenly a reality of what really is important, you know? And yeah, I'd love to take that beautiful statue or the amount of, tools and stones and things or, you know, any number of stuff. But then when you suddenly yeah. realize that's stuff and you are you, you've got to get your shit out and you got to get your loved ones out and, you know, some of the things that we actually have as a responsibility in the real world. But it's just, it's, it's a reminder. And um, I think we are very clearly reminded of what really is important. And that's, what we are. So I right. think blessing is, is a big thing. I mean, you go anywhere. Um, you know, I was trained um, 
in one particular type of, of um, witchcraft. And there were certain things, and it's funny, to this day, a friend of mine reminded me of it one day, and I've been using it since. As you drive along the road and you see a little animal that's dead or a big animal that's dead um, or an accident that has happened, and I will tend to very quietly, I will draw, and it's, you know, driving, I will draw the pentagram, and I will, mm-hmm. I will say a blessing out loud um, for the spirit that yep. is gone or for the safety of those that this happened to. And to me, mm-hmm. that's very powerful magic because it's in the moment. It is right then. It is what is needed. Now, obviously, the funny part is you drive that same road and that same roadkill is there. You kind of realize, mm-hmm. you know, dude, I, I blessed you. I love you. And I know right. your spirit's out there already. But... Um, I still do it only because it's it's still a reminder of that spirit that was there that is no longer. But you know, yeah, there's a certain yeah. amount of yeah. And that. I'm a fan. So, of, I'll take blessings. Like I have relatives who who um, are very devoutly born again type Christians, and they don't talk to me directly because I'm the devil. But they talk to my father, and they tell my father that they pray for me, and you know that they're they're worried about me, and they pray for me. And my dad thinks it's funny, so he always you know forwards on that they're praying for me. And I always tell him, thank you. I will take all prayers. If someone is mm-hmm. offering me their heart's blessing because they're worried about me and they want me to have a successful and happy life. I will take those blessings. I will take all of those blessings. Thank you. I accept them. You know, if, if the prayer is, and the only way that will happen is through Jesus. Well, I don't agree with that. So I'm not worried about it, (laughs) but I will still take the blessings, which is probably why I don't have any problem doing exactly what you said, offering a blessing when I see, an accident on the side of the road, offering a blessing to when I see a terrible news story, offering a blessing when something appears on my social media that is just heartbreaking, offering a blessing when someone sneezes. I do those things and I don't think twice about them because they are genuine wishes for someone's best well-being, you know? Exactly, exactly, because that that's the power of, and it's portable, I guess that's the best thing you can say. It's portable. You can bless anywhere, at any time, under mm-hmm. any circumstances. You know, and that's awesome. I mean, there are certain things that you take away all of the the stuff, and you come down to the real core of it, and a blessing, or right. blessing something, or making that that particular consciousness uh, external is really important. I mean, just because I may not agree with um, troops being in certain places, I will bless those people that are doing that because they just they yeah. have done what they chose to do in terms of serving a country and doing this and, you know, to bless them, to keep them safe, to, you know, not because I want them to smash and demolish the the hordes. I'm not, you know, I mean, there are other things I'd probably say about that later on another more aggressive topic, but um, it's really important to to know that. I mean, I have a lot of people on my personal social media who are very conservative and very Christian and very right wing, and I like these people. 
I'm not crazy yeah. about what they're putting out. So I will bless them because I like them as humans, as people. I may not like their thoughts, but I like them. And they're, you know, so it, it's it's like trying to raise the vibration higher rather than to keep going lower. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's very political. It's something you can do as a political statement. So... Absolutely. And remember, we had people during the more early part of the feminist movement and all of that, they would sneak into Livermore labs, and they did this a few times, I know, because and, and basically put their menstrual blood, the women would put their menstrual blood mm-hmm. on as much of the things as they could possibly do, whatever they were, to, to right. change the vibration. So, right. That presents us with, you know, using it as a countermeasure to the mm-hmm. to the evil Absolutely. in the world. So, waxing poetical here. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to say? I've I've kind of babbled. No, you know, I think I mean, I think we kind of covered a lot of it. I don't know if there's much more to add. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, there's certain things, there's grace and blessings, and obviously, um, believe it or not, tomorrow's show is on gratitude. We're really going to town on the the um, things that are out there. Um, and I think that they are not just words and, and hollowness, they're real. And that's what we need to walk in. And I know that right now we've, you know, we're experiencing a certain amount of, you know, time in terms of holidays that it brings it more forward because they are holidays. So, but right. uh, and all of us love our Christmas movies that have always put those things in terms of the Christian faith most of the time up front. But it's still mm-hmm. there. You know. Yeah. So it's a it's a good topic for us to be looking and talking about and and Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we should take a moment to plug our Ask a Witch segment because co- questions continue to roll in uh and it is likely by the time this show airs uh, our you know our next show or two will be an Ask a Witch episode. So we do have a website, uh witchpriestesscauldron.com. And on that website, there is a a questionnaire where you can write in if you have a question you'd like us to answer or if there is a topic you would like to hear us do a show about. If you have a suggestion on a topic, all of these things we will happily take. Uh, But if you do have a specific question, you know, provide as much information as you can about the background without writing a a 10-page email, right? So (laughs) the key points without too much you know but uh, not all questions make it on the show so if you write in and we haven't asked your question you are welcome to write in again and try the second time we do take a minimum amount of free readings so if there's a topic you want to get a reading on you can definitely send us that question those questions do better with details you know Uh, names and birth dates are helpful and we will not say those Um, bits of information out loud on the air that will remain private so you don't have to worry about that 
We do not share email addresses or full names on the air, so you do not have to worry about that. Uh, but definitely <laughs> write in and, and ask us uh, what your questions are or what you'd like to hear us banter about. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. And we are going to be instituting, uh, we're working on this now, where we will probably do a segment of Ask the Witch, uh, Ask the Witch, um, actually, where we have the individual uh, call in, and they will be pre-screened, and um, we will be trying this out um, after the first of the year, and we will let people know, and it will get publicized, but... We've decided mm-hmm. that some of these things may be better suited to that kind of a uh, examination yeah. and working. And so that's our, our absolutely. Newest so if idea. you are interested in absolutely, and if you're interested in being on the radio with us and giving, being willing to share a little bit more about your situation or the topic that you uh, would like to talk about or have us talk about please put that in your comments that you would be willing to come on to the show to talk about your situation. And we will be, um, as Elvira said, we'll be starting that process in early 2020, um, adding that segment. It should be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so obviously there are some other things we are working on for 2020 and it will be, um, we will announce them. We will. They will be all over the place because, as we know, anything we are going to change. We've been doing such a good job for almost three years now. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to kind of. There's some things coming up, so we will want everybody to, I don't know it, and it'll be all over. I mean, I don't think we'll take out a banner that they fly over the area because we have such a broad <laughs> base. So we will be more. Um, social media uh, information. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. um, Yes, definitely. And um, as far as anything else, there, you know, it's funny. When you get started doing these things, like I I go in and I look at things, I write stuff out. Of course, the funny part is I start out really nicely and then I get sloppy about writing, and so I'm trying to read my (laughs) handwriting. I've gotten to the point where it's easier sometimes if I – really want something, I will copy it and then I'll sit there and I can highlight it. But um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, you know, the, the history or the, the background of the actual idea of blessing has been age old, age old. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if, you know, primitive man grunted a certain blessing, but I'm sure that just the thought that they had food made them real happy. So, right. um, but it's, uh, and in our day now, we do have technology that we can send things. We can send written blessings. We can send written prayers. We can send these things. So I think that, too, needs to be considered another way of using that magic as well. But as Phoenix has said, speaking it out loud is a very, very powerful thing. And the written word is a powerful yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yes. So obviously we're going to have a lot more to say about other things, and this will probably be, I think, isn't this our last, it will be the last one before we go back to being live in January. I don't remember where this is in our schedule. Yeah, this is our, this will be the last show of the year. So we hope you have a happy and safe 
new year, and we'll see you next year. Definitely. So be good, be safe, enjoy, put lots of blessings out there. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Good night. Take care. Night. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Weon Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.